about women who do themselves. I'm your host, Chelsea Beck. Uh, right now I'm reading Sheila Hetty's new book called Motherhood. You've probably heard of it. I think it's pretty big deal. And because it's such a big deal, I'd like to ask, how are we just getting this book in 2018? Thank you to Sheila Hetty for your intelligence, curiosity, and courage to write a book that the world so badly needs. In case you didn't know, Becoming a mom is a big fucking deal. And not becoming a mom is probably a bigger fucking deal. And so this is what Miss Hetty explores in her book. And it's a choice women face, all women face, and they wrestle with it and they flip-flop and doubt themselves, their motivations, their bodies, their abilities. It is a topic so worthy of philosophical inquiry and I highly recommend it and think you should read this book. And so today we continue on the topic of motherhood and sex. And of course, there will be talk of masturbation. My guest is Jennifer. Jennifer is a writer who wrote a very powerful piece for BuzzFeed about her own miscarriage and why miscarriage is something we need to talk about much more openly. There's so much we need to talk about much more openly. I really can't stand it some days. I really enjoyed talking to Jennifer. Here she is. See you on the other side. Thanks so much for coming on Menage a Moi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I posted um, on this message board, a mom's group. I posted saying I wanted, I was looking for people to come on my show. It's about women and sexuality. I don't even think I said masturbation in the post. Anyway, Jennifer responded and mm -hmm that takes a certain type of person to respond to a call like that. For me, I feel like, I feel like the general consensus is like your sex dies after you have kids. And I don't feel that way. And I was like, but I, I actually really still enjoy it. And it changed. And I, when I saw that, I was like, I would like to talk about it because I think so often it's the forget about your sex life, just raise your kids and be unhappy and be, and I'm like, well, that's not actually how my life is going. And I think maybe there are probably other moms who feel the same way that there's still a sexual being after being a mom. So it just interested me. It was one of those things where I'm like, I think this is something we should talk about uh, more openly. Cause I think the conversation usually has been, well, that's the end of that. It's like either you're like a horny housewife mm -hmm. or you just wait till menopause that's like the next event <laughs> it's like you had babies and now you're, then eventually your vagina will just die before you became a mom yourself mm -hmm. um what were your expectations about motherhood and sexuality what did you believe it would be like i guess i had, was nervous that you know pre-kids my husband and i were, had just a very active healthy sex life and I was like I don't know because everyone else every mom friend I've talked to is like oh yeah like that's well, just maybe once a month and I'm like no that sounds awful or like pre-kids I was sort of nervous and I actually ended up reading some articles um while I was pregnant um 
about what your sex life is like after having kids. And there was one on Refinery29 about a, a woman who's like, this is what it physically feels like after having given birth and breastfeeding. And so it was really interesting because I was like, oh, she actually breaks down like maybe you might leak during um, sex. And sometimes when you orgasm, you might leak your from your breast, if yeah. that's not clear, not like leak out of your, I mean, yeah. incontinence is also a factor, but, um, but we, but yeah. yes, Jennifer means leak out of your breast. And like so lactate. it was like things like that where I was like, oh, okay. Like that's helpful to know. Cause it, I guess everything seemed to sound painful. Like, oh, like it's just going to be awful and, and you won't want it anymore. And so it was helpful to read somebody's experience who just had a kid and was like, this is what it physically feels like. And this is how we uh, figured out time. And so I, that I found helpful. And was it, and was it generally positive though? Like I still have that. Okay. Yeah. I was happy to find this piece because it really was like, I think there were illustrations with it. Like it just helped me be like, okay, this is what it might be like. Um, because I think it's very medical of like, oh, you can't, you have to wait six weeks after birth and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just want to know what it's really like. Where did your expectations about pregnancy and and mm-hmm. what the sex would be like come from? It seemed like a big mystery to me. I'm a little older when I had kids. Um, I'm 39 and we had kids when I was 36, 37. And a lot of my mom friends who I, when I didn't have kids one friend in particular just told me how graphic birth was like she did not hold back and I was like oh my god then how how and she's like and then this rips and and I was like I don't and then they sew you down and I was like I don't understand like how do you recover I think I was just scared I think I think pre-kids I was like I don't know no one tells me anything good so I guess I'll just have to figure it out when we get there. Yeah, the worst stories like are the ones that rise to the top. Mm. What was your care like? I mean, I know you mm. you said you had a high risk twin pregnancy. Yeah, and then before that, you had a miscarriage. Actually, I had two. I didn't at the first one I wrote about, but I had two before I got pregnant with the girls. It's funny. <laughs> I would say, like, with in regards to sex, like I had this vision of like we were gonna take a retreat and have sex all weekend and then I'll get pregnant and the reality was like I thought it would take a lot longer I actually got pregnant really easily I just didn't carry the two pregnancies I first had and um I think what I've heard from other people around me is like oh it takes forever either it takes forever or you're trying all the time so sex isn't fun anymore and for us it was like you were oh. ready to have more sex. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I want. I thought this was going to be like this last, like, you know, amazing thing, and like we. Were, I was like, oh, it got, it happened relatively quickly both times. But um, when I finally got pregnant, um, it was just a very different experience than the previous two. There was a lot of physical things that changed for me. Um, so. I switched doctors after the first miscarriage and I found a really great doctor, but she had told me at the time, um, because I have a high risk pregnancy that I can't have sex. I couldn't have sex in my first trimester and my last trimester. So she's like, it's very high risk in those two trimesters. You're going to have to wait for your second trimester. Was that because of the orgasm when everything tightens, when your uterus contracts during orgasm, that is what could 
stress the baby out or something or what was yes. the reason well ba- basically especially for first trimester not to keep everybody in there and then third trimester she didn't i mean twins come early anyway and she didn't want me to go into labor earlier right or like you know them to arrive earlier than they should so they should you know bake as long as possible so um, you couldn't be masturbating either <laughs> right okay it, it was um and then the worst part so s- second trimester i could she gave me a free pass i was so happy i was like oh my god like I, we went on a baby moon and had a lot of sex and i also masturbated but it was like a window of time <laughs> of like this is all i have and so i remember in the not times it was i was also extremely horny right like the the, everything 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 I was just like oh my god everybody's attractive and I just and it was so frustrating because I felt like I really want to express this but I physically can't so our um couples counselor at the time was like well why don't you try like holding can't I'm like it's just not enough you're like I'm sorry I want to be fucking <laughs> yeah, not just, just holding hands I everything <laughs> I just told my husband I'm like so miserable and he was like there's nothing I can do for you. It felt really long. I felt right. like um, when I got to second trimester, I was so happy because I was like, I feel like a normal human being yeah. again. I'm not, I felt like I was climbing the walls. Like it was just kind of like all I could think about. And I felt like um, my senses were heightened and like, you know, how when you like can smell more, I just felt like everything was like, everybody was so attractive and like every, <laughs> everything. Super <laughs> orgasmic and like, like oh, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Like, why can't I do this one thing that I really want? I, I was also incredibly horny during pretty much all of my pregnancies and this last one especially. And I mean, that alone feels like such a contradiction mm-hmm. from what I thought I knew about <laughs> pregnancy. Yeah. That it actually feels like your body is activated in this certain mm-hmm. way. And I didn't hear about that from any doctor I talked to and- with my pregnancies that were normal, I mean, it wasn't, no one talked to me about sex. At least mm-hmm. your doctor even like mentioned that you might be like having sex or not having yeah. sex, you know, yeah. even though it wasn't what you wanted to hear. Yeah. She did. I, when I basically it was like, when can I, she started laughing because I was just, she, I could, she could see how desperate I was. I was like, how about now? How about now? And she's like, you're going to have to wait another week because, you know, you'd have all these checkups and stuff. Right. And she's like, no. No, I'm like, okay. And she just laughed because I was like, yeah, I feel like I, I sound like a, like, um, like a teenager. Like, that's all I would think about. It, it was an interesting time. I told my husband, I'm like, it just, I felt like a teenage boy. Like, that's all I could think about. And then, of course, because I couldn't have it, it felt even more heightened. Just even watching a movie where people are having sex, I'm like, no. Right. Why? Why? So you didn't watch like you weren't you didn't watch pornography or anything like that or I did. Yeah. I mean, like I felt like I was like, can I have something? Right. And it was like, I can't do anything about it, so I'll just consume it. Hope that like (laughs) I don't get too crazy. It was challenging, and I. It's interesting because I, like you said, I didn't know that that like there were certain things about pregnancy that everyone knows, like oh you might vomit all that stuff. I didn't know that my hormones would be so off the charts, and then I also wasn't sleeping. I had terrible insomnia, so I, I was just up all the time. I'm like (laughs) up furtively watching porn, wondering why. (laughs) So yeah, I just I think it 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 took me by surprise because I'm like. 
oh, I think I'm a pretty sexual person. But that period, I remember feeling like, I was like, this is what teenage boys must feel like. Totally. All the time. And I'm like, I kind of get it now where they're just like, <laughs> everything looks really attractive. And yeah. In in my third pregnancy, I tried to keep a bit of that like in my pocket for after the pregnancy because mm-hmm. I know that it's like re- immediately after when your hormones kind of like take a take a nosedive mm-hmm. or at least a hard left. Um <laughs> saving some of that way of looking at the world and feeling like vibrant mm. and and in your body is i don't know for me it was an it's a kind of a nice now that i've experienced that like extra horniness mm. to to try and channel that in some way when i'm not feeling so <laughs> horny is good um i mean how did you feel what was your experience like afterwards mm-hmm. um i mean twins is like a whole other yeah, I I think for my husband and I, we were just surviving. I had a C-section, so um, I yeah, that was painful in its own way mm-hmm. and healing. And then um, the girls were in the NICU for about two weeks, and so we would just go around the clock and see them. So I feel like the first... Even that when the the nurse was checking me out of the hospital and she's like, you have to wait six weeks before having sex. I just laughed at her. I'm like, I don't even, I, I'm like barely alive right now. Right. I, that sounds crazy. Um, so I don't remember when we resumed sex, but I definitely, it wasn't like I was counting down the, the days. Cause I was, I think for us, we were both just surviving. And then at a certain point when I felt physically ready and I was breastfeeding my girl's I was like, well, I read that article because I would find myself leaking in the middle of the night just because my breasts were full. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll wear a bra and I'll put some nursing pads on. She recommended it. I'm like, that way it doesn't feel like I have to think about this thing while I'm trying to do this other thing. And so I can't remember when we first had sex after birth, but I wouldn't say it was like six months after, but I wouldn't say it was six weeks. I feel like maybe three months. I don't know. Breasts are confusing. Yeah. After, because you're just like your babies are, they're like your babies. Yeah. And what used to be like something that you, your partner would do. Yeah. It's not. Like for me, it was a struggle to breastfeed because I had to learn how to feed too. And they fed differently. And by the time I got it really going, it was going um, a lot. And so I, got nervous about like if he were to even go there I'm like is it's gonna am I, am I gonna start giving him milk like I just yeah. I felt kind of like this is for my daughters and it it took me a while to get back to like feeling like my breasts were sexual because mm-hmm. like, I feel like for a long time I was just like I want to feed my kids and that's became the focus and my husband and re- I was like I don't want you to touch me here I just kind of want to keep it for my girls and it's kind yeah. of like I feel like you could use the breast as this like metaphor for what it's like to be a mom. It's like mm. it has to go from like being this <laughs> like sexy thing to like being like just used as food yeah. and like it you know to have to change how how you're behaving so yeah. quickly in a different context. Pre kids, I would you know I wouldn't whip out my boob in public, but when the girls needed food, I actually didn't like. Sometimes I'd have my cover, but sometimes I wouldn't, and I was like, okay. And I know, well, you know, some people don't feel comfortable. I was just like, I need to feed them, and I don't have my supplies, and that's fine with me. And um, 
pre kids or even after after breastfeeding. Like I don't, I wouldn't just do that in public. Mm-hmm. But at the in the moment, I was like, I don't really care what anyone thinks because I I just need to feed my right. hungry kid, and this is what it's gonna be. And you know, it changed my feelings about my breasts because I think for when I was pregnant. I went through like it felt really uncomfortable to have them touched and like whenever we um in that period that we could have sex I was like please don't touch my breast cuz it just hurts it just feels like um raw nerve endings and so I was like don't touch mm-hmm. <laughs> and for, I mean that used to always just be part of our sex lives and then for a while it had to be sort of no and then when we re- reintroduced it that's when I I think I felt comfortable that they weren't just for my daughters anymore. <laughs> right. I mean, how yeah. else did your relationship to your body change? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I felt like, like a whole new respect for my body mm-hmm. and, and also a shock that I didn't, that I was like, I didn't know that. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. It was kind of like, why didn't anyone tell me mm-hmm. that this? I know this sounds naive, but you know, in my twenties, I tried so hard not to get pregnant. When I tried to get pregnant, I was like, damn it. Like, why is it so hard to to do this thing that like I've been avoiding for like how many years? And That's now... the number one thing. It's, it's so confusing. I think I had some preconceived notions about pregnancy and motherhood, and then when I actually got there, I was like, "Oh, it's a lot different than I thought it was." Um, and I also realized a lot of women's experiences are very, very different, you know, from each other. And even even twin births, like I would go to twin. Um, expecting twins classes and everybody's experience is different some people like told me like oh I had a natural birth and I breastfed my twins immediately and I'm like oh that's not my experience at all and it's easy to feel like oh everything should be the same but it's really not because I've known moms who are like I'm gonna have it this way and I want it this way and then when it comes down to giving birth it's like you have an emergency c-section and you're just can't avoid having to go to the hospital and so your expectations and the reality are just very different. I find it helpful to hear an array of stories because I think so often it's in my mind I had seen pregnancy through like movies and tv shows where it seemed like I had the vision of like I get pregnant and you know everything's so easy and lovely and I get to eat whatever I want and and I think in reality, I was like, oh, this is hard. I'm making, because I would say to my friends, like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know why. I'm like, I thought I could work at the same level that I did pre-pregnancy. And then a friend sent to me, she's like, well, you know, if you think about it today, you're probably making an ear, right? two ears or like four ears. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. You're multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I make, I'm like, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like every day, like something's happening and um yeah of course I'm tired because I'm making two human beings <laughs> inside of myself yeah and I'm like oh that that makes sense so I at that point I was like I'm just gonna sleep when I want to I need to sleep and not feel guilty about like all the things I could get done the reality of of motherhood is and pregnancy was a lot different than what I thought it was gonna be Growing up, how did your mom talk to you or whoever mm-hmm. taught you about sex and birth and all of that stuff? What was your what was your background there? My mom wasn't I my mom's an immigrant. So she came to this country in her twenties. Um, she's from Taiwan, and so she wasn't very comfortable talking to me about it. And so I just remember, um, 
her just giving me a book to like read because <laughs> I like to read a lot. So she just I think that was her most most comfortable. And then when she found out I was having sex in college, she got really, really upset and just basically was like, you're going to get pregnant and you're you're not, not going to finish college. And that was sort of her perspective on it. So it's interesting because I actually feel like I have a very healthy sex um, attitude and, and I didn't have a lot of that talk with my mom. Like we didn't discuss it. It wasn't like, hey, if a boy touches you and you don't want to, like we never had any formal discussions I think it just came from the fact that like I read a lot and I read um, Sassy Magazine. Like I read things that just said it was okay to be sexual. And I also wasn't very religious. And I feel like that also helped shape like it's okay to to want to have sex, to have sexual feelings. Um, but my mom and I didn't really discuss it. And even when I got pregnant, I think that was a hard discussion of she – she was like, you're still having sex? <laughs> it's funny because I think, you know, when I shared that I had a miscarriage, she wasn't that op- – like, I thought she would have been very emotional because she had sh- – I know that – I knew that that she had also had them um, just from her telling me her history with trying to get pregnant with me. And so her experience was what she was like, well, this is what they told us in the seventies was like, you must have lifted something very heavy that day and caused it. Like it, you know, it was very much like, Oh, you did something wrong. And that's why you lost your pregnancy. And so we, it just is, it's, I think it's not something that's easy for my mom to talk about. I don't know if it's an immigrant culture of like, you don't talk about those things. So you just, you have kids when you're supposed to have kids and that's, that's that. And, um, I don't think she meant to hide it from me, but I don't think she ever thought like, Oh, we should sit down and discuss this. It was just like, here's the book. And then I I grew up in New Jersey and we had sex ed. So she knew that I was learning about it at school. So I think she just kind of felt like, well, that's, that's that. Did they tell you what the clitoris was? I don't think so. It was very biological. Like, this is what happens and this is how you can prevent pregnancy and all that stuff. Now that you are a mom of two girls mm-hmm. and I I assume things have come to, I mean, they're two, but <laughs> things are, are, you're not in the, so much in the throes of like newborn and all of that craziness. And I imagine your sex life has resumed maybe less than when you had kids. Is it less than when you had kids or you guys? Pre-kids, we would definitely have more sex. I think now it's us being more creative about it because, um, our bedroom is physically across the hall from our girls. So we, you know, when they're in bed and they're asleep, it's finding the time that's been like what we want to. And then it's like, we get into bed and we're like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And then we fall asleep. I think that's been our biggest struggle, but I, I feel like I'm still really excited by my partner and we still feel very good about our sex lives. Like I think, you know, I probably like once a week we used to probably average free kids like three or four times a week and I feel like we still have that connection it's just uh we're more creative about it like sometimes I'm like I just want like I'll I'll purposely like wake up early and just so that we can have sex and then I'm like if (laughs) he'll come home in the middle of the day like we'll just try to figure out like 15 minutes like of time that like if he's like hey I'm in I'm 
near the house and like I don't have to be back at work till one. I'm like, okay, great. That's great. <laughs> we'll just but it's different. I mean, I think we didn't think of it that way before. Like I she he and I joke about like, you know, when we were, were first dating, it was like we just spend the whole weekend like having sex and going to brunch and but I'm like, I can't do that anymore. Like it's just not we don't I can't just lay in bed all day. And But when it happens, it feels like it almost feel it could be more special in a way. You're like, oh, we're pre- we're it's not easy to make this happen. Yeah. And we're making it happen. Yeah. Like, I feel like I we have both said to each other, like, it feels like it's changed, but we're still both happy with it. It's just that we can't stay in bed till 10 anymore. And right. Like we used to have, um, <laughs> we used to call it puppy days and we would just literally just stay in bed all day. And like we would take days off from work or, you know, we just don't do those things anymore. But we're, I think, more figuring out ways to have time together, intimate time together that um, keeps it going. Because I think I feel I just feel really happy that we have it pretty regularly and that we're always talking about our fantasies and who we are and it doesn't feel like oh now that we're parents like we have to just shut that shut that off that sort of feeling of like what turns me on and things like that and what turns him on and we don't I don't feel like I think the only time it gets awkward is if we hear our girls like wake up or make cough or something then I'm like okay let's just wait a second like yeah for me, I this has been a big thing is that when we were um, postpartum, I was still wearing nursing bras and all that stuff. And then when I stopped nursing um, and I lost some of my um, pregnancy weight and felt I felt more comfortable in my body sexually, I went and like bought a bunch of nice lingerie because I didn't everything was just functional. It wasn't fun. And so that helped um step our our game because I started feeling pretty again in my body that in a way that like I was like I feel like my breasts and my body functioned for a year or and a half as like food and a place for some shelter yeah food and like you sleep on me and and now I I was like I want to feel like a woman again I want to feel like sexy and beautiful and I know it seems superficial but at the same time when I bought um, new like lingerie and things it just I felt good again and that helped us I don't think things have changed fantasy wise or but I think we've changed in the in the fact that like we appreciate it more because we don't have it all the time mm-hmm. and so it feels like it's like sometimes we're just like oh thank god it feels so good like it's like it's the we we feel like it's the best stress relief for being parents right is to have sex because I'm like it just feels so good to be not a parent for the time that time period do you know what I mean it's like it's kind of like a I feel like a woman again and not that I'm not when I'm with my kids but I don't there's something that's been really nice about rekindling it in a way that's like we appreciate it and we appreciate each other and I feel good again that I'm not (laughs) stuff my body's not just a f- a function for some for two other beings. Mm-hmm. Do you masturbate frequently and do that because it's kind of can be quicker or like easier to mm-hmm. fit in since it's just you? Yes, I would say like pre kids, I was pretty frequent, and then after kids, it was more of like 
time <laughs> that I was just like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And I, I work as a writer and I sometimes feel like I don't have time to do that for myself. And then lately I've been like, you know what? I need a stress relief. I just need like this time by myself. And so I'd say it's less frequent, but it's more needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes sense. Like I feel like when I was in my twenties, I probably masturbated a lot more, but now I'm like, when I do do it, I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> right. Thank God. Like I need this. It kind of, it's like, for me, it's a stress relief. I know that might sound weird, but I feel like it's a good place to be where I'm like, I don't have to exist. I just am taking pleasure in something that doesn't have to be, you know, going to the gym or getting a massage. It's just like, this is my time for me. And even if it's similar to sex, like even if it's not as frequent, it just is really nice to have. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And I feel like um, sometimes I'm just like, I just need this right now. Like it's like a breath of fresh air (laughs) sometimes. And I'm like, okay, that's good. That's that's all I needed. It was just to kind of feel sexual. Cause I I think so much of what I've hear is that things are just turned off and I'm like, I don't want to, turn off because I, I remember when I had to actually not be sexual it was awful and I think like no I have the freedom to do, to do it so I want to and it's just different like I have to be sort of like okay when I have 15 minutes to myself maybe I'll just squeeze it in and you know but um I appreciate it more now have your orgasms changed at all in my second trimester when I could have sex, I was it just every like every 10 seconds. I was like, I'm it, I felt like it was just like a gusher of feelings. <laughs> it was so bent up. I think afterwards it's been different. I think I feel like when I was second trimester of my pregnancy was the most intense, like amazing, like everything felt so amazing. Um, <laughs> I wish I could capture that without having to get pregnant like that. That's <laughs> sort of, that. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to deny myself for three months at a time. So no, but that surprised me was it felt so good. It hasn't reached that yet, but I don't know if it's like a hormonal thing that happened during that time period. And, but I, that's what if in my mind is like the best sex I've ever had was that time. And afterwards, it's been good, but it's, it hasn't ever been like that. But that's so great to hear <laughs> that pregnant sex was the best sex you ever had. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming yeah, on the show. Thanks. <laughs> that's our episode. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Menage à Moi at the website Menage à Moi. And while you're there, why don't you check out the blog? I think I write about some interesting things. Check it out. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Music on the show is by Annie Rossi. Bye.